0: Welcome to the hit radio show, Perspective Reboot, with Christy Borst, gifted intuitive energy healer. During this show, Christy will be sharing wisdom, healing, and empowerment to help release that which no longer serves you and to show you another way to live. Is physical pain controlling your life? Do you feel like happiness is just beyond your grasp? Want to move past old hurts or traumas? Leave negativity and pain behind? Christy's divine healing gift, her Perspective Reboot process, and her uplifting and unique Viewpoints will help set you on that path toward the life you've always dreamed of. Now, here is your host, Christy Borst.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Perspective Reboot with Christy Borst, and I am your host. So thanks for joining me today. Uh, The topic today is basically we think we can't change the world, but when we change the way we see the world, the world changes. We're going to be exploring this from a couple of different uh, viewpoints from self, from our health, from our relationships, and from society as a whole. And uh, kind of before I get into that, I just want to back up a little bit since this is a fairly new show and just tell you a little bit about who I am and um, what this show is about. So I am an intuitive energy healer. Uh, This is a a gift that I have uh, re-embraced and uh, I am sharing with you. Uh, Later in the show, I'm going to be doing an abbreviated intuitive energy healing session with at least one caller. At this point, a phone number was shared for the live audience and that's been removed. I kind of had to go through a process to go from kind of the roles and I guess I call them boxes that I had viewed myself within to get to this place where I can assist people in healing. And some of the topics that I looked at and explored are the topics I'm going to be sharing with you in the show. And what I'm suggesting this show is about is it's going to be kind of like a bridge uh, bridge out of the box that you might be in and uh, kind of taking you from what you think you know and what you've been taught and even what you've accepted as reality to connecting with that place of personal power that I know lies within each of us. Uh, now today I actually had a friend comment on my uh, Facebook wall About the show and she said, uh, listening to Christy has helped me shift how I see myself, how I treat myself and in turn I am learning to nurture me as much as I nurture those around me. My inner self is a lot happier and I am able to do more to help others because of it. So let's talk about you can't change the world but when you change the way you see the world, the world changes. Have you ever wondered what your purpose is, or have you ever wondered, you know, why does this or that keep happening to me? Well, let's get you connected to your power source. Many times, it's merely a question that we don't really see ourselves. Somewhere along the way, from childhood to adulthood, we go from knowing ourselves as unlimited and magnificent and amazing and we can do anything to getting stuck in this game of good and bad and uh, judging ourselves, judging others. One of the the things I was exposed to in the last couple years uh, as this part of my awakening journey was some oneness training by uh, Sri Bhagavan and He made the statement that you basically wonder about things until you give them a name. And once your mind has named it, you no longer see it. So I think if you can kind of think about that for a while and think about yourself and how you've kind of like named yourself, so you think you know all about yourself. But we're always growing and evolving and changing. And if you can try to look at something from a different perspective, try even looking at yourself from a different perspective, you can really uh, change and grow. Myself, I have kind of, I think it's kind of a, a funny example. Um, for pretty much most of my adult life, I really like hated my feet. On my right foot, I have my second toe, the one next to the big toe, sticks out quite a bit more than the other toes. And I just always could only see that toe and think, oh, my gosh, my feet are you know, so ugly. And look at that toe. It's so big. And I don't know why, but one time I just happened to be looking down at my feet and I had bare feet. And I didn't look at the, the long toe that time. I looked at the toes to the sides of that big toe. And when I did that, I noticed that those two toes were shorter than the same two toes on my other foot. So it wasn't really that that toe that I always had thought was so long was long, it was that the ones next to it were so short. And then I saw this toe from a totally different perspective, that this toe was probably helping me have my balance and be able to dance and walk and run and do all the things I like to do. And I had just been looking at it a totally different way. So why do we do this? Why do we look at ourselves and only see part of the picture? I think that it's because we think that we're separate from the love that created us. We think that we're just these human beings, but we're really spiritual beings and we're having this human experience. And the love is what holds everything together and the fear is what can kind of separate us and make us feel separate from each other and separate from source. And if you ever talk to or listen to people who have had near-death experiences, the illusion has been revealed to them that they're not really separate from love. So when we come back, I'm going to continue talking about that. And this is Christy Borst from Perspective Reboot. (laughs) Welcome back to Perspective Reboot with Christy Borst, and I am your host, Christy Borst. Today we're talking about how our perceptions can guide our reality. And as I was uh, heading into the break, I mentioned that we are operating from this Illusion that we think we're separate from God, we think we're separate from love, we think we're separate from all that is. And many times, uh, people who have had near death experiences go on to write books that shed light on that illusion. One book I, I really enjoyed reading was Dying to Be Me by Anita Marjani. I haven't read it myself, but I know other people recommend Embraced by the Light. So, as we look at this, Where does judgment come from? Where does this illusion come from? We, I believe, are guided by either love or by fear. And when we judge somebody else or we judge ourselves, it's actually a fear that's kind of knocking on our door. And when we can ask ourselves, what are my fears and how are they guiding my behavior? we can change our behavior and we can really kind of pause. It's all about really being mindful. So if we look at how are our fears guiding us, let's look, for example, at like a relationship. How many people do you know, people that are couples and in loving relationships, and yet they intentionally push each other's buttons? For example, maybe... uh, she doesn't like the toilet seat left up, so he leaves the toilet seat up, or he doesn't like a nickname, so she uses that nickname. Why do they do that? I would like to suggest that it's really on some level of fear on their part that the other person is going to you know, leave or um, not love them. And, and when we can step back from that... And look at the relationship with this perspective that we are going to be together forever. So let's let's be loving and let's do the thing that the other person wants. Then we can really change our perspective and realize that we always have a choice. So think about that for, exa- for a second. You always have a choice. And it's your choice to make as being the creator of your past present and future and you can reject decisions that you've made in the past in any moment in time so you can decide do I want to live in joy and spontaneity or adventure or do I you know maybe not even look at a choice and go to a place of fear or um, envy or jealousy. So think about the fact that it could be potentially, you know, you're either choosing love or fear. Now, you might not be able to always negate your fear, but you can trans transmute it. So how do you do that? How can you transmute your fear? Well, you can't transmute your fear and you can't become powerful when you're in a place of being a victim. So, you know, if you say, well, this always happens to me or that always happens to me, uh, where is your, your creator ability there? If you can say, you know, this is who I am. I created this experience. Now you can work to change it. You can't transmute your fear and you can't become powerful when you're in a place of being a victim. So, you know, if you say, well, this always happens to me or that always happens to me, uh, where is your, your creator ability there? If you can say, you know, this is who I am, I created this experience, now you can work to change it. And your past is just your past. So if you realize that in this moment you have control over your present, your past, and your future, for example, how can you change your past? Well, I have a, um, a client that I worked with who had had some skin cancer removed, and she was really feeling a lot of regret over having used a tanning bed she kept like having this picture playing in her mind of going to the tanning bed. And, you know, why had she gone to the tanning bed? So through a session with her, I suggested to her to go back and and rewrite that story, go back and picture going to, this was a place that she had worked, had had the tanning bed, going to work and choosing not to go into uh, the tanning bed, and she kind of took that one step farther, and she actually drove to the building and sat outside and pictured herself just going about her day and not going to that space of of fear and um, you know kind of almost like erasing the program for herself. The other way that you can kind of transform this fear once you once you've taken the time to identify. And identify it and realize that fear is basically your energy in motion. And you can really decide whether to own it or whether to just observe it and let it go. So, how would you own the fear or embrace the fear? What exactly is the fear? When you realize you're more than a body and you're more than your current definition of yourself you can realize that if you just are in your moment and you feel the fear, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to take you down. There's so much of our energy we spend on trying to avoid the emotion or avoid the pain. And that avoidance takes so much energy. So if you can see some sort of Uh, event in your past that was a choice that you didn't want to make uh, or you didn't feel it served you well. You have the present moment to kind of change the way you see yourself and maybe don't focus so much on that one decision. Focus on other things in your past that brought you to where you did want to go. Just be conscious and question what is kind of making you react the way you react and and go with the decisions you want to go with or judge others or judge yourself. My guest last week was Dr. Suzanne Carroll and together we talked about various aspects of self, our unconscious self, our conscious self, and our super conscious selves. And This kind of also relates to our 3D mind, our 4D kind of dream creative mind aspect, and then our multidimensional higher self. So if you kind of think about the 3D, it's our basic five senses, and the multidimensional 5D 5D is like clairvoyance, which is kind of seeing, clairaudience, hearing kind of things that aren't there, but they're still real, uh, claircognizance and inner knowing, clairsentience of uh, feeling or emotion. These are aspects of ourselves that we might have been aware of when we were children, but we over time, we're told wasn't real, and we were told to shut down. And as we kind of grow and we lose track of these other aspects of ourself, it all kind of feeds into our feelings separate. So if you picture yourself almost like playing, playing this game of love, game of life, right? You know, you're almost like you're not seeing the whole... Playing board because you you don't you don't have you don't know all the rules you don't know even the layout of the board. I kind of like to say um, I think I might have put in the promo for the show that you know we're we're used to seeing things as things as black and white, and um, I kind of come from a graphic a graphics background. So when you kind of look at photos blown up really you know, largely. Um, It's made out of pixels, and the pixels are, you know, individual colors. So if you you take a black square and you put it next to a a white square and you zoom way out, it doesn't look like black and and white anymore. It's gray. And this is how we should start to kind of look at things, see things more from a space of love and what is the best way that we're going to serve ourselves with this. A little edit here to remove outdated upcoming events. Those are listed on my website perspectivereboot.com where you'll also find social media links, my uplifting blog, my fractal artwork, and information about private one-to-one session work and on-demand chakra healing and balancing. You're listening to Perspective Reboot with Christy Borst, and thanks for joining me today. Welcome back to Perspective Reboot with Christy Borst, and I am your host, Christy Borst. Thanks for joining me. Okay, so I've covered quite a bit of information, and I'm going to try to go back a little bit and talk about this concept of judging ourselves, judging others, and being able to see the fear element that's kind of driving that judgment. So when we're judging ourselves, what are we fearing? Many times we're fearing that we're not good enough. Or we're fearing that we are separate from this creator aspect, which really is love. And when you can stop and almost like think about what the motive is behind the judging of self, it allows you to see it in a different way. And once you can step back from it, you can... Almost like release yourself from the emotion of it. How about judging? Judging in relationships, again, a lot of times it comes back to uh, being afraid of either abandonment or betrayal or somehow being hurt. And when you're in a relationship and you're basing it on Fear or you're focused on fear, you're stepping farther and farther away from being focused on love. And then you're actually almost like sabotaging yourself and that relationship. So I had kind of gone over in the last segment different ways that we can work on identifying and transmuting or changing that sense of fear. So... What we want to do is, first of all, realize that in this present moment, we have a choice. We can choose to kind of do the same old, same old, or we can choose to try things from a different perspective and try to look at the situation from a space of love as opposed to a space of fear it's always a choice and it's not always immediate sometimes our immediate reaction is to go to a place of fear but as more and more we come av- we become aware that that's the kind of program that we're running we can assess whether or not that's how we want to respond and that if that feels right for us i'm going to use some of the time from those outdated announcements that were deleted to go a little deeper here. We also need to think about what's good for others. We think that we're separate, our bodies certainly tell us that we are, but energetically and spiritually we are connected. So as we make decisions, or as we seek to make decisions from this space of love, we need to consider what serves our collective highest good not only are our own best interests, but by default, through that connectedness, our best interests are always included in the collective highest good. So if you think about what I was talking about earlier about, we definitely have these five senses, sight, smell, taste, hearing, touch, and we are almost programmed to start to focus only on those so that if we can't feel it with one of our physical senses, it's not real or, you know, we can't believe it. But we have all these other senses, these kind of multidimensional senses, these clair-senses, clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, clairsentience. There's a, even one called clair tangency, which is like psychometry. These are things that, or senses that we all have, and we can begin to appreciate those more and really start to um, get more uh, out of life and get to know more beyond the black and white reality of life. <clears throat> And I have an example that I'd like to share with you of a situation where I basically let go of the fear and let go of what my conscious mind was telling me I should do in a situation. And it ended up being one of the first times that I feel I actually kind of listened to my higher self and went from that space of fear to a space of love. So uh, in, I think it was September 2012, my husband and I traveled from our home in Maine to Sedona. We wanted to go to Sedona for many years since having driven through there with our children when we went to the Grand Canyon. And I just had this real expectation that for some reason this was going to be a really spiritual experience because I had heard so much about the energy in Sedona and all the you know wonderful vortexes and all this stuff there, even though I wasn't really uh, that consciously aware of, of energy at that point. So, as was the case, or as is the case when we go on vacation, I went in the grocery store to buy some some items, which for me includes buying the little Starbucks Frappuccinos when I'm on vacation. That's my kind of treat to myself. And so, um, I couldn't find them, and I found a clerk and I asked, you know, where are the Frappuccinos? And he said, oh, they're in the, the aisle with the beer. So, I... Separated from my husband, and I went over to find the beer aisle. And as I was coming up the beer aisle, a fellow literally staggered into the aisle. Uh, he was very intoxicated. He was wearing some sort of fatigues, and whereas my initial reaction might have been to recoil, um, something inside of me said, talk to him. And so I I said to him, hi, how are you doing? And, you know, we had this conversation. He said he was, you know, much better now that I had talked to him. And I just talked to him person to person. And I told him, you know, I, I was basically concerned about him if he was there to get more beer. And and he said, um well, I think I said to him, you know, I hope you won't be driving. And he said, well, I'm not driving. I'm walking. And I said, well, I'm still concerned, you know, you could fall in front of a car or something. And at that moment, I could have literally pushed him over. He was just dumbfounded that a total stranger would even be concerned about him. And so he said, you know, I'm so surprised that you're you're concerned about me. He's like, this is a spiritual experience. He said, you're an angel from God. And as he said that, my whole quest to have this spiritual. Experience came flooding through my mind, and I'm thinking, this is it, and I'm having it in the grocery store. And as he said, you know, mo- then he says, most people won't even talk to me, never mind care for me. And as he said that, I looked, and a couple people had started coming in the aisle, but they turned their carts around and they left. This whole experience, it just kind of unfolded, and he told me he was a Marine and he had seen all this um this loss of, of young men, you know, reporting to him and everything, and it had just really done damage to him. And I, I just stood there and talked to him, and I apologized, you know, for what he had to see and go through. It was honestly such a transformative experience because I had just let go of, like, reality and what my senses were telling me and just gone with this inner inner love The really neat thing about this story is, you know, I had this memory with me, but then the following spring, my husband and I went back to Sedona, and we were in that grocery store, and we had kind of gone in there just to use the Wi-Fi, and I happened to look up just as this same person was leaving the store, but he was clean-shaven, and he was wearing a store uniform. So this is such a powerful example of being our creative selves, our creator selves, listening in the moment and responding with love. And I never would have imagined that my just talking to this person could help him and change him, but it also helped me and changed me on so many levels. At this point, the 800 number was shared to invite live callers to participate in a online mini-session. That number's been removed. If you'd like to learn more about one-to-one session work, visit me at PerspectiveReboot.com. You're listening to Perspective Reboot with Christy Borst. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Feel like you just can't find your happiness? Want to move past old hurts or traumas? Not feeling comfortable in your body? Consider an intuitive healing session with Christy Borst. Christy has a divine healing gift, and her process will help you experience a perspective reboot. Release that which no longer serves you. you're listening to Perspective Reboot with Christy Borst, and I'm your host, Christy Borst. Today, I'm talking about this belief we have that we can't change the world, but I'm suggesting when we change the way we see the world, the world changes, and when we change the way we see our lives, our lives change. We have power to be creators in the now moment, and... It just takes being conscious of what our decisions are and to live mindfully. So I've kind of talked about ourselves, viewing ourselves, changing our view of ourselves, relationships, changing the way we view relationships, and also a little bit about society and kind of breaking free of maybe what expectations are of what we should do or how we should treat one another. This um, example I gave of my Sedona experience was really uh, a spiritual experience I never could have imagined. And it struck me as so ironic yet synchronistic that here I had traveled from Maine all the way to Sedona to have, you know, have this ex- spiritual experience. And yet I was the one to go there for this other person, for him to have a spiritual experience. Here he lives in this place that is so spiritual and filled with, you know, the quote unquote um, light beings and beautiful people. But it was me that was the one who would talk to him and bring him. The love and remind him that he is loved. So, what about our what about our health and what about the things that we choose to see in the world? How do they affect ourselves and our health? As you watch the news, I feel many times it's very fear based, and it makes you go to this place not of love and feeling confidence about your life. It can take you to a place of feeling, you know, the world isn't safe. And it's very hard to kind of take a step back and say, okay, in this moment, am I safe? Or am I, you know, is there something really to fear? And I love the quote from Mr. Rogers, where he said when he was a boy, or he said when I was a boy, I would see scary things in the news, and my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. So when you expose yourself to a lot of fear-based news and fear-based shows, you're basically starting to... Program yourself to expect this negativity to happen. So making more of a conscious choice about what you might watch on television can be a step to finding greater happiness and seeing the world a different way. As far as our health goes, do you know that the United States is one of the only countries in the world that is allowed to advertise pharmaceuticals or drugs directly to the consumer I found on Wikipedia that uh, as of 2008 US and New Zealand were the only ones allowed to advertise directly to consumers I don't even know if New Zealand is still still has that in place but it was saying that there's actually more money spent on marketing pharmaceuticals to people than there is spent on research. So when you kind of watch these commercials and, you know, all these symptoms are suggested to you, you're allowing a negative thought about a potential that can happen to your body into your world that might not have been there before that. So I encourage you to mute the TV when when those uh, drug commercials come on. It's all about being mindful, and it's all about choices. And you can choose not to go there, and you can choose to find other ways to spend your time. Many people start to think they have these illnesses, and they actually go to the doctor asking for those drugs. I mentioned earlier that I had removed the live call in number and also the outdated upcoming events. In addition there was not a live caller on this episode so that's given me the bonus of time and space to expand upon this message. The spiritual energy healing work that I do goes beyond our physical bodies and in episode one I spoke about seeing ourselves as more than just a physical body. One of my skills, or perhaps my greatest skill, is detecting and helping to release the negative non-physical root of disease. Now listen to that word, disease. Our pain and illness do not affect us randomly. Most often, there's a layer of discord or unease at that area of disease. We are so used to thinking of our world as being purely physical, but if you start to read about and explore quantum physics, we're starting to see it differently. And when you really think about it, nearly all physical products within our world start out as concepts. Someone gets an idea, creates a sketch or plan, gets the building materials and manufactures the physical product. The same is true within our bodies and that's why we need to be conscious of both our thoughts and the subliminal program that we're exposing ourselves to as well as the vibe that we're holding. We can think of love as a building block for our bodies. When we're calm, at peace, vibing to love, our body's natural immune system does what it's designed to do. But when we're vibing to fear, anger, hatred, self-loathing, we can actually take those powerful mechanisms offline. So we're almost self-sabotaging our health when our first response is to just reach for a pill that's going to mask the symptoms of our disease unease, trauma, energetic blocks, etc. Our pain and the location of our illness is our body communicating what we've been telling it, albeit unconsciously. So the pain's not random. Perhaps it's just finding the weakest link. I'd like to suggest reading my blog from January 2018 what is physical pain telling you about your emotions, life traumas, fears? You can find that and the other blogs I mention under my site navigation, Christie's blog. Once we've become aware of what we've been feeding our bodies, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and even unconsciously, we can choose to change that. Awareness equals the power of choice equals the power to change. Another blog that expands this message of seeing and choosing between love and fear was written in April 2014. It's entitled, Is it Love or Fear? What will you see? What will you own? And if you'd like to read the blog account of my spiritual experience in Sedona, that's called Blessings Are Amazing and Around Nearly Every Corner, dated September 2012. So how can you take an even part of what I've talked about today and apply it to your life? I invite you to realize that in every moment you're operating on a conscious level an unconscious level, and a superconscious level. Now, back in this example of the kind of intervention in the grocery store, I was consciously going to get these these beverages, and on a superconscious level, a voice told me to speak to this person. And rather than going to a place of fear, which was probably part of my reaction too, I just chose in that moment to ignore it and to follow what I felt was a higher voice of love. In this, the work that I'm doing, working with people, many times uh, the emotional traumas and the emotional situations that we have lived through in our lives... They kind of get stuck with us. They're kind of stuck in that unconscious. And sometimes they're guiding what our behaviors are. And sometimes we're conscious of it. Sometimes we're not. And the uh, healing gift that I have is the ability to kind of remove that sense of trauma or that emotion or that feeling of, uh, of being less than and the changes to the person physically can be really dramatic. So if you might be interested in working with me, my website is perspectivereboot.com. The name of my business is Healing Resonance. And the name for this show, Perspective Reboot, with Christy Borst, really kind of came as an out shoot of the work that I'm doing, because as I was able to work with people and help them release these emotions and kind of get in touch with the underlying programs that are running unconsciously, the shifts in their perspective and the shifts in their physical wellness were so dramatic. So again, if you would like to visit that website, it's perspectivereboot.com. This coming week, I'm going to be uh, having a guest, Fran Caprune, join me. She's an intuitive communicator, and she works with individuals who are non-communicative and live with autism uh, sensitivities and other spectrum variations. The title of that show is going to be We Are Each Critical Threads in the Tapestry, Awesomeness, A Gentle Call for Societal societal Change. So you have been listening to Perspective Reboot with Christy Borst. Thanks for joining me today, and I hope that you'll join me again next week
0: and visit my website. Listening to Perspective Reboot with Christy Borst. Wisdom, healing, and empowerment. Christy's divine healing gift can help you release physical and emotional pain which no longer serves you. Consider an intuitive energy healing session with Christy. Christy will be sharing wisdom, healing, and empowerment to help you realize your true potential. During her show, she'll be shining a whole new light on reality. Tune in to Perspective Reboot with Christy Borst.